0: all right all right here we go again two old guys on the back porch slinging it and bringing it from rockville virginia i am steve scotch and as always we have the lovely and talented cat that's c-a-t she is the anchor that keeps me from drifting off course cat you're up that's
1: the truth hey how y'all doing we can be found on stitcher spotify apple Podcasts, google podcast and stitcher We can also be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And the two towns we're chatting out today, one is in Hilton Head, South Carolina, home of many beaches and golf courses. And the other one is Smithville, Virginia, uh, home of ham. Uh, I think you can find a ham biscuit there. Giving y'all a big cheer.
0: All right, this podcast is fueled by alcohol, and the back porch is loaded today. I am Steve Scotch, therefore, I am drinking scotch. It is the 12-year-old Glenn Livett. I've got the ice ball in the glass. The the wifey got me the little thing where you can make the balls about the size of a cue ball, and I've got it in my Waterford crystal glass. Not bragging because that's not my style, but it's, it's delicious. Kat, what's up?
1: Um, I worked on a new cocktail last night called The Lady Bridgerton. Everybody's watching the br- latest episodes of Bridgerton on Netflix. Are they? And I kind of redid the cocktail huh. to suit me and that's what I'm sipping.
0: Alright, sounds good. Alright, alcohol is encouraged before, during and after this thing. All right, today we ask the question, do I really have to go to this wedding? Okay. Yes, you do. I mean, straight up, you know, this is from the male perspective. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. I know most females enjoy going to weddings. Now, I mean, going to a wedding, I guess it's better than going to a funeral. though. they are kind of the same. But, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of out of that realm now. I mean, we're in our 50s now. So, you know, the wedding years are like 20s and 30s. So we don't have to attend anymore unless it's like a second time around thing. And, um, you know, if you're working on marriage like number two or three, don't drag everybody through another dog and pony show. J- just grab the kids from the previous marriage, find a justice of the peace, and go stand on a beach somewhere and get it over with. I mean, hell, nothing's, go to Vegas.
1: And, nothing's more thirsty than that fifty-year-old woman that has eight bridesmaids I mean, at her at her third marriage. You know, don't go
0: ruining everybody's Saturday by having to, you know, go through this thing again. I mean. Look, if you're on marriage number like three or four, obviously there's something wrong with you anyway. And the only thing worse, probably, than having to go to a wedding is having to be in the wedding. (laughs) Because now, you know, you got to go to the practice round, whatever that thing's called. What is it called? The rehearsal. Rehearsal. Yeah. And then you got to go rent, you got to wear a tux, right? Yes. Or so.
1: suitable you order, know that yeah. sucks
0: you, you got to make three trips to the suit rental place okay you got to go get fitted uh, then you got to go pick it up and then you got to return the thing
1: but i mean if this is a good family member or friend you don't mind that okay i'll give you that
0: i mean and i don't know back in my day the the rental thing was like, I don't know, 150 bucks. It's probably 250 bucks now. I, I, I don't know. But, um, you know, at first, you know, your friend comes up and, you know, asks you to be in his wedding. And you're like, you know, you feel good about it. You know, you're like, wow, you know, it was very nice of him to ask me to be a groomsman. A- and then it turns into, oh, my gosh. I've got to invest a lot of time and money into this thing. Now, here's a little side trip. So, I'm in this friend's wedding. And, it's at this big church. Big church out here. I think it's the one that's on television. Yes, it so was the one that's on television. Okay, so here's the setup. Alright, the bride and groom, they're up there. There's like 30 steps that ascend to the top of this stage in this church. And, so the bridesmen and the groomsmen or bridesmaids, whatever they're called. So we're like, you know, like peasants. We're, we're trickled down the steps, okay?
1: You're cascaded down.
0: Bridesmaids <laughs> on one side, the dudes are on the other, right? So it looks like it's big production. And so I'm standing on this step, right, with these hard-ass shoes. Because, you know, you get the rental shoes, those black, slick, shiny things that have no insole in them. It feels like a nail's coming through your foot. And, and now, my, I wear 11, 11 and a half, right? Well, these steps are like maybe eight inches wide. So, my heel's hanging over the edge. And I've, I've got like, I've got feet issues anyway. Does anybody hear a cat in the background? <laughs> and so, it, anything could happen on the back porch. And balance is not my specialty. So I'm standing there, and the minister he's going on and on, and then there's a song. Making sure
1: they're especially blessed.
0: Uh, And then there's some scripture, and then there's another song. And now I'm starting to lose my shit. I mean, it's like, can we get this thing over with? I mean, where's the... This man, do you take this woman? Where where's that part at? I'm like, get this thing going. <laughs> My big feet have had enough of standing on this balance beam. I mean, I almost took a knee. I mean I didn't I, I held on, I got through until the end. But that thing it seemed like it would never end. But somebody did bite it at that wedding though. I don't know if somebody fainted. Somebody fainted.
1: Remember. We went we've gone to we've gone to weddings where I mean, I remember one we went to over East End. They had those candles, remember, and somebody's hair caught fire, and the because they had these ridiculous things for the bridesmaids to carry was uh, a candle with flowers around it. Good idea. And one of the other bridesmaids' hair had a long <laughs> hairstyle and got burnt. Whoops! <laughs> and it was a <coughs> long okay. wedding. It was in a it was in a Catholic. It was a Catholic. I think it
0: was. A wet- Wedding tour? One of the Kothis.
1: I think it was one of the Kothis. No names being mentioned. Sorry. All
0: right. Now, look at. Now, the coronavirus put a big hurting on the wedding industry, what, the last year or two? And I mean, that sucked for the young couples who wanted to do the big wedding thing and couldn't because of the virus. Um, Which you had popular wedding venues, definitely caterers. Oh, yeah. Caterers. Took a major hit in the business wallet there a couple years ago. And hopefully things are going to get back to normal. I mean, weddings, you know, they aren't all bad. They usually have some pretty good grub and hopefully an open bar.
1: Now, see, that's better than when I was growing up. All you would have was cake, the little mints, Oh, yeah. the little green and white and blue mints over on the side, Maybe a can, you know, an open can from the uh, peanuts.
0: Low budget, low country budget, bedding.
1: and maybe those almonds that were like candy colored in a dish over there, and cake and punch.
0: That was it. I that do was it. That was
1: your uh, two oh. of y'all just left high school. Y'all getting hitched in the seventies. Shotgun. Was, that was your fare.
0: Hopefully, the punch got spiked, <laughs> but
1: you know, like I said.
0: You go to a wedding and you're single, you know, you got a chance of hooking up at a wedding. I mean, there's a lot of pretty ladies, pretty dresses, you know, getting a drink on. You don't know. Now, now, here's a wedding idea that I never thought was smart. Let's get married out of town. You know, not in your hometown. Let's drag everybody oh, to some freaking destination beach resort wedding. Or fat, flashy fucking city. And now the friends and family have to travel, pay for a hotel, meals. I mean, to me, that's a little bit overboard. I know some people got big piles of cash and do what they want to do. But, you know, some of the people that you ask to be in the wedding, they don't have that kind of bucks. And, you know, I don't know. We all know that the best way to get it done, and that's right, lope. Okay, that's, that's a what win your parents win. did. That's a win win <laughs> for everybody. Just elope. Save your money. Hey, we'll, we'll throw a big old bash when you get back.
1: Okay, now what town was it in North Carolina that everybody would elope to? I thought it was, it was a,
0: South Carolina. No, Carolina. oh, is it was the
1: South? Up is at Beaufort, North Carolina? Or, is, you look at your know. parents' <clears throat> marriage certificate?
0: I don't know, but. Eloping is encouraged. Go, go, go right ahead. Save everybody the hassle. Hell, I'm going to say over half the weddings Kat and I attended or were in, they're not even together anymore. I oh, mean, yeah. especially
1: that one at that big church. Those two didn't last no time.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um, here's another good thing about a wedding it, it's sometimes the reception can get out of hand, okay? Let's just say the uh, the bride and groom, you know, the families, they don't really get along. And now alcohol enters oh, the picture. Lord have
1: mercy. And it,
0: it usually starts... With the opposing women throwing vocal jabs at one another. And then the men have to come in and take up for the gals. And the next you thing wore you wore know, that
1: dress? You wore black at the wedding? <laughs> oh, my God.
0: On the, There's a, 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 a fist are flying on the dance floor. Actually, we saw that one time. We yes. were at a wedding reception one time. And it was on. I again, It was
1: on like Donkey Kong. We remember that
0: wedding just because of that. I don't know. The shotgun wedding, I don't know. Is that still in play? I mean, maybe way out in the country areas. You know, somebody let one slip past the goalie. And and now the girl's parents, they're not happy. And and the boyfriend, who basically still just wants to be the boyfriend, he's in serious trouble. And, you know, especially if the dad, girl's dad, if he's handy with a shotgun, it could be trouble.
1: You better be right by my girl.
0: Anyway all right
1: everyone out there who's
0: been invited to an upcoming upcoming wedding you know it, it sucks for you and, and whatever all the couples getting married in the near future you know hopefully the coronavirus and its variants and all that stuff will uh, will go away and you can say I do the way you want to all right good luck all right we're gonna roll right into one tough son-of-a-bitch all right this is a good one this week the one tough son-of-a-bitch is Seabiscuit that's right a horse a horse can be one tough son-of-a-bitch and Seabiscuit was Seabiscuit was a racehorse that ran in the 30s and 40s a small horse in stature and he was a loser at the beginning. Yeah, yeah he, he couldn't do anything.
1: And he, it's one of those horses, you know, Steve and I, of course, in the previous podcast, we talked about how much we watch horse racing. Sometimes you can tell when a horse is there to race. You didn't get that I- that idea from Seabiscuit. He, like, came in second like a zillion times, didn't he?
0: Well, Seabiscuit liked to do two things. He liked to eat, and he liked to sleep, which... That doesn't equal racehorse. (laughs) But (laughs) he he, liked the feedback. He was bought by a man named Charles Howard for, I think, eight thousand dollars. Right back then was a pile of bucks. Claiming race, and uh, and he was ridden by Red Pollard, who I believe we mentioned on a previous podcast. That was his jockey, a beat up jockey, beat up horse. But they brought in this trainer named Tom Smith, and they went on to win like over. Almost a half million dollars in, in prize money, which was huge bucks back in the 40s.
1: And Tom Smith didn't have, like, normal training rituals. He did a lot of different stuff to try and get the horse to go.
0: Yeah, very smart man. Um, of course, Seabiscuit, you know, back in that time, he became a symbol for many Americans during the Depression. I mean, the country, you know, hopefully will never have another Depression. I mean, basically, you know, we just print money now, but... You know, no. now here's the big day. November 1st, 1938. Seabiscuit took on who?
1: War Admiral.
0: War Admiral.
1: And just up the road now, right? Pimlico?
0: Which it was at Pimlico in Maryland. It was a head-to-head. It was a match race. And War Admiral had won the 1937, the year before it was the Triple Crown winner. Right. And Seabiscuit whipped his ass at Pimlico. <laughs> I mean, it was, like, it was like a big day. People took off work. They said 40,000 people were at the track. And mm. I, Lord knows how many millions listened on the radio. And again, I think I mentioned it before. Um, check out the movie Biscuit with Jeff Bridges. Um, Toby. Toby McGuire. They nailed it. That, that, that was a really, really good movie. And uh, y- you'll get a, a, a good feeling for what a great horse, uh, horse Seabiscuit was. You know, there, there's books about Seabiscuit. Get one and read it. Um, he died, That horse died just shy of 14 years old and is actually buried in Mendocino County, California, which uh, Mendocino County line, just a side note, that's a song about Leanne Womack and Willie Nelson. It's an awesome that's song. A good, that's a great song. Really. And again, two old guys on the back porch. We always root for the underdog. And Sea Biscuit was definitely that, and that's why Sea Biscuit, you are one tough son of a bitch. Alright. You should know what's next. Let's hear it, crowd. What do you want? Cocktail of the Cocktail, week. Cocktail, please. Alright, we're going with the dark and stormy. Okay. Again, another drink that features rum and i think ginger beer mm-hmm. which again was combined by the sailors because they had stomach problems back in the day so they, they um well big fans okay. of trying to
1: settle the tummy gosling black seal rum was created by james gosling the gosling family in bermuda right
0: Yes, Gosling's Black Seal Rum is the company that laid claim to this drink.
1: And the other drink that was popular there in Bermuda at the Royal Naval Officers Club, a British favorite, is ginger beer. Mm -hmm. So they created both, right? I got you.
0: Now, Gosling's has said you have to use their Black Seal Rum to make this drink. Well, guess what? We didn't. All right, so here we go. This one is easy. Just mix it in the glass. It's two things. Get get you a glass, cocktail glass, whatever glass, fill it with ice. Two ounces of rum, a half ounce of fresh lime juice. Pour it into a tall glass filled with ice. Stir it with your finger and then top it off with ginger beer and bam, dark and stormy. It really doesn't sound that bad. I mean, it sounds pretty good. Um, we didn't we didn't make one today, but um, give it a try. The dark and stormy, again. It's rum, lime juice. Throw a little ginger beer on top. Stir it with your finger.
1: It's that easy. And you know it is the drink of Bermuda. Yes. Very mm-hmm. popular at Harry's popular watering hole and seafood restaurant at for Bermuda power players. The dark and stormy. We should go. We should go.
0: All right. Today we were bumpered in by a band I really like. They are called the Water Boys formed in 1983 in Edinburgh, Scotland. Now Mike Scott is basically the Water Boys. Um, this band from Scotland, they've written, played and sang just some of the most epic songs ever written that, that nobody knows. Nobody' right. even know who they are. you know if you were from England and Scotland back in the 80s, then you'd you, you know how awesome they are. Here in the States, I'm going to say only maybe the cool people knew right. who they were. Right, I mean,
1: it might be in the soundtrack, and you didn't know that that's, that's who they were.
0: Yeah. Um, the Water Boys, they have a song called This Is The Sea. Now, he's strumming. It sounds like a 12-string acoustic to me. And the song's like five, six, seven minutes long, and he's just strumming the hell out of his 12 string. And he, he adds layers to it as it goes, which Mike Scott's very good at that. Um, but to me, this song is saying, So you think things are bad now? You ain't seen nothing. I've listened to this song, I bet you a thousand times. This is the sea. Check that song out by the Water Boys. Listen to the lyrics. Hard to believe these these songs are like forty years old. Right, now. right. Forty years they old. They something.
1: They created something called the big music. A lot of the other bands got influenced to it with it, uh, like U two, Simple Minds, Big Country, and Hot House Flowers. They their music has also been in such movies as Goodwill Hunting and Let It Snow.
0: Like you said, it's playing in the background. People don't even know. Right. But um, they got a song called A Pagan Place, another anthem. Hole of the Moon, great song. That's
1: a great song. That's
0: been covered by some losers that ruined it. <laughs> um, Fisherman Blues, love that song. Again, they got no radio play, maybe college radio. Mike Scott's lyrics, they make all the difference. Well-crafted songs, I mean... I don't want to get into today's crap where nobody can write anything. It's just regurgitated shit over and over. But the Waterboys, the song we bumpered in today is called Rags. Now, the first verse to this song is, Everything is rags, and there's no one to blame but me. And that could be the greatest words ever to be put into a sentence. Now, Now, back in my day, around here there was a local band... Called 1010. Just the numbers written out 1010. And they would play this song, Rags. And I saw 1010, I don't know how many times out here in Richmond. I thought they were great. Mark Lewis, Peter Bell, Lee Johnson, just a great local band I'm going to throw in there. And they would play this song. And I didn't, I didn't know what the song was. I thought it was their song. It was freaking awesome. Again, Mike Scott, the Water Boys, they're in my Hall of Fame. Check them out on YouTube, iTunes, wherever you get your music. We want to thank everybody for listening, and we'll see you all down the road.
1: See ya.